Hello and welcome to the third episode of Runalyze This, India's first running podcast. This is Dharmendra, the host for this podcast. This is a podcast with an Indian flavor for runners, wherever you may be around the world. I'm a running coach and freelance writer based out of Bangalore, India. It has been nearly three months since our last episode and this recording comes a month later than even I had planned, mostly due to personal commitments. I hope to be able to remedy that and record a lot more frequently in 2013. So what do we have on this episode? We have a roundup of recent events in the Indian running calendar. We also have a quick comment on international events since the last episode. I have a recommendation under our Runsumers report section. As in every episode, we have the running calendar. And finally, we have an interview with Anil Rao, an amateur ultramarathoner of Indian origin in the US. Now for a roundup of events on the domestic running calendar. We've had the Bangalore Ultra, the Party Lakes Ultra and the Bangalore Midnight Marathon amongst various events in India in the last three months. On the international calendar, we've had the Frankfurt Marathon, the Fukuoka Marathon, the Berlin Marathon where there was an attempt at the world record and a controversial finish in the men's race. Amongst various other events, there was also the California International Event in which I was a participant which was a major contributor to this episode being as delayed as it was. We also had the controversial cancellation of the New York City Marathon in November. If you want more on these events, you would do well to listen to the Marathon Talk podcast where they dedicated an entire episode to the cancellation of the New York City Marathon. You could also read Tony Revis' blog, the Japan Running blog run by Brett Larner, and of course the Let's Run.com forums for a lot of ink that has been spilled over these events. Due to the timing of this episode, I will skip most of these international events. To get back to the domestic events, the Bharti Lakes event had 5 categories ranging from 30 miles to 100 miles with a limited number of participants below 50 across events. The Bangalore Alta on the other hand had 6 categories spread over 2 days in events ranging from the 12.5 km to the 24 hour run and over 1000 participants. The Bangalore Ultra was also run on a new course. To me, the most interesting statistic from both these events was the number of people attempting the 24-hour category in both locations. While the Bharti Lakes 100-miler had 5 finishers, the Bangalore Ultra had around 7 or 8 finishers in the 24-hour category. But the top finisher in the Bangalore Ultra in the 24-hour event logged over 90 miles in just under 24 hours. If these two are any indication, ultra running is really picking up in India. As part of what I call the Runsumers Report, I aim to highlight resources or products of interest to runners that I come by. In this episode, I would like to recommend sports-reference.com and its Olympic section in particular. It has been the basis for a lot of Olympic statistics that I have used in the past two episodes. It is an excellent resource and is run by some incredibly interesting people who call themselves Oli Mad Men with backgrounds as diverse as orthopedic surgery and anthropology. Do check it out. Mm-hmm.
Now we come to the part of the show which is intended to help you plan your training calendar based on events worldwide. Do mail in details of how your races went if you are participating in these events, whether you set personal best, etc. You could also send in details of various other events you are participating in this time frame. In less than a week, we have the Akiten races in Japan, a wildly popular relay race for university students and corporate teams around the new year. For more info on these events, I would recommend you follow the Japan running blog of Brett Larner. In four weeks, on the 20th of January, we have the Mumbai Marathon. Five days later, we have the Dubai Marathon. In about eight weeks, we have the Oroville Marathon in Pondicherry, a very popular trail marathon amongst Indian runners. In nine weeks, we have the Tokyo Marathon. In about 15 weeks, we have the Paris Marathon. But amongst all the events that I've just listed, the one I'm most looking forward to is the Mumbai Marathon which is easily the preeminent running event on the Indian running calendar. More on this when we come back on the next episode. I think it is useful for those of you who don't know about the Western States race to appreciate my choice of Anil as the guest on this episode with some introduction about the race. The race starts in the Squaw Valley of California and climbs over 18,000 feet and descends nearly 23,000 feet over the 100 miles before finishing in Auburn, California. It has strict entry criteria and a lottery system for even those who meet its entry requirements. It also has a 30-hour cutoff limit. You could read more about it on the race website www.wser.org. Now back to Anil. He happens to be a friend and advisor of sorts on all matters running. I first came across Anil while looking through some blogs of Indian runners when I was looking to improve my own running a few years ago and I read about his exploits on his blog. I got lucky when it turned out that we had a friend in common. Since then, Anil and I have run together a few times and he continues to inspire me with his various achievements in running. When you listen to this interview, you'll know why. Welcome to Runalyze This Anil. Why don't we get started by you telling us about how you got started on running. Hi, Dharmendra. Um, thanks for uh, having me on the show. I was always uh, interested in uh, sports, uh, not running uh, per se, but running was mostly additional thing or more of a warm-up routine, which uh, I did before I started any sport. And uh, I started running mainly in a place uh, called Raichur, which is a border district uh, between Karnataka and Andhra Pradesh. My dad was posted there. Raichur had a very interesting uh, sports facility. They had a very strong sports authority, which had a central uh, training body for training uh, young young athletes for hockey and football. My elder brother Ajit was part of the training group. Interestingly, I got uh, pulled into it. I was just uh, kind of a sidekick for him at age 8. I got to play with the elders at the time. And they used to have a pretty regimented structure before they started uh, playing the actual game. They used to run a 3 to 5 kilometer warm-up loop uh, around Raichur. So that, that was my first introduction to running. So you're already running almost two miles when you're eight years old, eight nine years old. Yeah, uh, that that seemed like a pretty good, uh, pretty good distance at that time. Yeah. Great. And uh, when did you uh, eventually run your first marathon? Marathon just uh, happened uh, as a gradual progression towards longer event. My introduction to endurance events was mainly motivated uh, towards my aspiration to do a, a race called Adventure Race, which is a multi-sport event which uh, I got introduced through television. Uh, in uh, mid-90s, I saw one of the adventure race uh, races organized by Eco Challenge. 
which is produced by Mark Brunet. Okay. And uh, I got uh, sucked into that sport, uh, the the aspect of adventure, the aspect of uh, doing uh, different events, uh, mainly you know, trail running, mountain biking, rafting, that really uh, enticed me and I wanted to do it uh, someday. So myself and my friend uh, at the time, Kavish, uh, we started doing 5K and 10K runs in 2002 and with the hope of doing adventure race someday and okay. it's it's been 10 years since we started running but i not had done a single adventure race my running has taken a different direction but that's how i got hooked into long distance running when did you run your first marathon marathon happened as part of that plan to increase my endurance i accidentally came across a uh, asha marathon training program uh, it was called harbingers of hope uh, in uh, in the fall of 2002 and uh, I attended the uh, orientation and I got ins- inspired uh, by all the previous uh, athletes who had, uh, who had participated in the program and the cause of uh, raising funds for uh, Asha for Education was definitely a, a motivating factor. Uh, so I joined the program and that was uh, one of the best uh, decisions I ever made. I got in touch with uh, so many enthusiastic folks who were interested in uh, different long distance sports and uh, they inspired me a lot. As part of the program, I came in touch with uh, Tony Fong and Raji Patel, who, who, are, uh, who are great people and uh, very inspirational athletes themselves. Yeah, for uh, listeners uh, who are interested, Tony Fong also happens to be my coach and a brilliant one at that. So, which race did you run, Anil? What was your first marathon? What event was this? Yeah, this one, uh, Asha was training mainly for uh, two races that year. Uh, one was uh, Long Beach Marathon, which is the one which I ended up doing. The other one was the British Columbia Marathon. Okay. Uh, I had chosen Long Beach because it was close uh, to Bay Area and it turned out to be a very tough one because of uh, uh, hot conditions. I, I, did, uh, I did at a rough time. I, I, I was just uh, happy to just finish in like 5 hours, 12 minutes. So it, it was one of the most uh, grueling events I even now, when I think about uh, struggling through those uh, miles between 17 to 22, uh, I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, it, it still was uh, one of the most cherished moments. Yeah, well, it's always encouraging for uh, listeners, even me, that uh, somebody like you who's done, you know, several hundred milers also struggled through his first marathon. And, you know, it didn't happen... Uh, Matter of fact, you also did take your time. So yes, uh, first of the kind event is uh, is always uh, an interesting experience because you are always uh, crossing new boundaries and uh, you you're getting into the unknown. Whether it is a five k race or a ten k race or a hundred mile race, it's the aspect of unknown which uh, which makes it more interesting. And uh, you you don't know how you are going to deal with uh, the different uh, circumstances that gets thrown at you and. Uh, you, you have to react to those, uh, those challenges and, uh, and conquer them and make it to the finish line. And, uh, you know, given that you did your first marathon in 2002, uh, uh, how long did it take for you to get into the world of ultra running? Uh, interestingly, as I said, the 2003 batch was, uh, I think, a very unique batch among all the uh, batches of Asha. Because I got hooked up with the other friends uh, who were in, who had similar aspirations to do long distance running, uh, who wanted to go beyond uh, uh, marathoning as well. So I got in touch with uh, you know Rajiv Patel, 
Padma and Kiran. So we used to train more often, uh, even after the training program was over through the winter. We continued to do uh, marathons every couple of months. And we built a strong base of running for the next one year. And then this running bug just took us over and we wanted to do something longer. So in 2004, uh, June, we decided we'll do our first 50K, which was the Skyline 50K, which unfortunately ended up ended up uh, being another hot race, another brutal race. I, I sucked big time in that and I had a very slow uh, slow finish. I, I took about eight hours, four minutes there, but, but I just managed to finish the race. So I was just pleased with the finish. So have you, I mean, just out of interest, have you ever gone back to either of these events to uh, run it again? Like the yeah. Long Beach or Skyline? Yeah, interestingly, I, I not not been to that. But uh, I have this hope of going back to Long Beach probably as a 10th anniversary, which is 2013. Probably I might go back and just just reminisce nice moments I had with my training partners out there. It's always good. You know, I have my own plans to you know, revisit some of my earlier races, you know, where I was significantly underprepared. Coming from uh, your first 50K, your uh, skyline was a 50K. So when did you move into the really long ones, like the 100K and the 100 milers? Right. Uh, so this was in uh, 2004 fall, did my first 50K. And then uh, further down, we continued to do a couple of more marathons. And I had, as part of doing this uh, trail runs, I got hooked up uh, with other uh, uh, other long distance runners who were treating this 50K as just a training run. That's how I got introduced uh, wow. <laughs> into the world of... Uh, uh, real ultra runs which are uh, you know distances beyond 50 miles and 50 miles 100k 100 miles multi-day runs so once i got into the social circle it became normal to think about doing 50 mile runs it's it's always uh, when you're taking up this long distance challenge it's always not the body which uh, needs to be trained it's just convincing uh, the brain that you can uh, take up that challenge. For that matter, it's any challenge. You have to convince your brain that you you want to do it and you you have the possibility of doing it. And once you have done it, your body will uh, act accordingly and work towards it. So that's how when I saw a lot of runners around me having amazing challenges of doing, you know, 100 mile runs uh, in Sierras, in, uh, in Colorado, it, it seemed uh, pretty normal or even uh, a modest goal to do 50-mile run. So I decided to do a 50-mile in 2005. Oh, okay, 2005. And uh, I know that you had planned for your Western States goal for quite a few years before, you know, you eventually applied in the lottery. But uh, would you have run at the Western States if you had gotten in before in the lottery? Yeah, getting into Western States has been a long, uh, cherished dream. And finally, it materialized in 2012. That was something uh, which, uh, you know, I had my set uh, since 2006. As I said, 2005, I got in touch with other runners who were training uh, for Western States. Because of other runners, I, I, I got in touch uh, with the race director of Western States who uh, asked me to come and volunteer at one of the aid stations. So in 2006, myself, Raji Patel and my wife Rashmi, we volunteered at Michigan Bluff and which is at uh, mile 55 of right. uh, Western States. And that that was the most uh, inspiring moment uh, of uh, of my life. And that was an amazing introduction to uh, Western States because 
that's the point when runners have passed through the toughest segment of the race which is the canyons and uh, interestingly 2006 happened to be uh, one of the most grueling uh, uh, years in in the western states history the canyons were 110 to 120 degree fahrenheit and the initial 15 20 miles was snow covered so so runners had various challenges of uh, uh, running through you know challenge of running through slippery surfaces uh, fighting the altitude in the initial uh, 30 miles and then running through canyons uh, battling the heat battling dehydration battling uh, cramps and uh, all the other uh, issues related to long distance running and uh, interestingly myself and uh, raji were placed at a very uh, vantage point we were responsible for checking in all the runners and when i saw each of them coming up if you see the profile you'll see michigan bluff is at, at the top of a long uh, 3.5 mile uh, climb and at that point for, for most of the middle distance runners and back of the runners it comes at like 12 to 16 hours into the race uh, that was a very inspiring sight because it, it just they were totally famished that day i mean most of the runners looked so depleted but in spite of that they would come to the station get all the necessary stuff like taking care of their feet taking care of uh, their electrolytes food uh, change of clothes taking care of uh, shoe replacement and then moved ahead uh, to the next stage station as if uh, uh nothing had happened i mean as if they didn't have the baggage of 55 miles that just simply was uh, a very inspiring sight and that's when i decided i would like to do western states uh, one of the days it's interesting that you should mention this uh, volunteering opportunity especially in india volunteering is only just picked up my own club has initiated a program where you know people who didn't get into the race or who were registered but couldn't run the race are invited as volunteers for the race the new york road runners has this interesting recruiting tool as they call it where uh, champion runners or 10k runners and elite 5k runners are invited to ride in the race car where uh, they are subconsciously persuaded to go and run the you know the marathon in the next year and i believe shalin flanagan kara gaucher have all done this in the past so i guess uh, it's a tool that could be used well to recruit new runners Right. uh not just from you know bumping up the distance but also to inspire you for further performances yes because once you've seen first hand the kind of struggle even really fit people go through right i mean you would want to prepare as well yourself right yeah it, it works both ways western states is able to attract a large number of volunteers usually the ratio of runner to volunteer ratio is almost uh, 1 is to 3 wow so okay there are about uh, 1300 volunteers on the race day helping the runners 400 runners go from you know mile 0 to 100 and it's it's so very well organized and, and that's fantastic together. western states if uh, i remember correctly as of now still doesn't have any prize money right they just buckles to go around and a trophy right it, it, western states doesn't to... have doesn't have prize money but it's it's part of uh, montreal ultra cup I see. so okay. montreal has a prize money and uh, it's not directly western states which brings me to the you know next question i've been wanting to ask there are a lot of us who feel that you know with regular job at least we work 40 to 50 hours a week there's not uh, enough time to train for even a half marathon let alone like a 50 miler or a 100 miler i would like to take a moment to tell the listeners here that nil samo managed to train for the western states 100 miler which is usually more tough than the average 100 mile race and it's 
completely off trail and there's loads of elevation while also becoming a father last year i would love to know you know anil how do you find time to prepare and you also keep a full time job in the technology industry so i'm sure it doesn't really give you too much time to train as well so right so i think a big part of it is uh, the support of family you need to clarify over the years i realized that uh, i fine tuned uh, my approach towards training uh, since now i've been uh, uh, running for quite some years i have a reasonable uh, running base so uh, at the same time a reasonable experience with respect to knowing how much uh, my, what's the least amount of training i need for a particular distance uh, what what I, what has worked for me is uh, in terms of training wise is uh, doing runs in splits so usually if i don't get time to train for a 20 mile run uh, one go what i would do is i do one run in early morning uh, before uh, my kid uh, wakes up uh, or uh, do the second half uh, later in the night after the kid sleep so i noticed that it gives more or less uh, the same uh, same effect of a single long distance run in fact sometimes it's tougher so that has helped me with the training part of it and then uh, i i usually have my lunch uh, at desk and use my lunch hour uh, for my weekday run scheduling a weekday run is not a issue so it's usually the long run and uh, with the running base what i have done is uh, especially for training for ultras i usually run 2 hours on a regular basis every weekend so that's just the basic uh, base i maintain and uh, run one 4 hour run every month once in a month so that keeps me in in shape for a 50k or a 50 mile and if i am in a if i can get one or two 50k 50 mile then that keeps me in a striking distance of a 100 mile run so, so the other thing uh, which has helped is if you have lesser time to increase the intensity of the run so what i found is if i have 90 minutes i wouldn't do a easy 90 minute run i would try to run lot more harder in 90 minutes and i found that that is more effective that equates more or less uh, as a easy to end up or run and if i can't get sufficient training for ultras i would walk more during ultra and uh, just i can double the distance based upon the training i have got and the most important thing is uh, running is a very self centered uh, pursuit so most important thing is to uh, have a uh open dialogue uh, with your significant other i'm very thankful to rashmi uh, she has been very supportive of my running pursuit so w- what i have done uh, over the past few years is first of all i set up uh, my goals for the year and uh, discuss with my family these are the plans and this is my time commitment in terms of training and these are the training hours and just move around if uh, things doesn't work and mutually decide on it and stick to that plan the second thing is accommodate uh, the plans your significant other also has so that they get their time off from taking care of the kid all the time and the third thing is usually we try to you know be very optimistic after a race i have seen that most of the post race i'm lot more tired than what i thought i would be so sure. uh, one thing which has helped me is to tell my uh, uh, partner that uh, uh i i'm much more tired than i expected and i need a downtime and i'll take care of my share of taking care of the family sometime later so sure. that that uh, that keeps that keeps you you know uh, in good terms in in setting the expectation right sure can you tell us uh, you know how many days you run and 
typically what's the number of hours you invest in training in a week from the start of your training to peak time of training i assume you train for at least you know 12 to 16 weeks for any race even for an ultra or is it longer in terms of training yeah, it, it all depends upon the distance and the goal for uh, a particular distance so uh, as you know if you are running a quality marathon then if you want a pr marathon then you need to have 16 to 18 uh, weeks of training for that true uh, but if you are running uh, a casual uh, uh, marathon or or you just are running a 50k 50 mile without having any time goals then you can do with uh, a four quality long runs i usually do four runs and then i am ready for a, a event anything shorter than uh, 50 miles but sure. for 100 miles irrespective of your time goal it always needs at least to me it needs a gradual ramp up over a period of 16 to 18 weeks sure how much of your race distance do you actually cover in practice do you do like 80% like typically they say that if you're running a marathon regardless of what time goal you're running for you need to run at least say 20 miles or maybe 22 miles at least once in practice to have the confidence to be able to cover the distance in good time so given that you're going to run an ultra what kind of distances do you cover in practice in one stretch i mean with yeah. respect to uh, ultras uh, the approach is slightly different the usual mentality with the uh, road running is that you're running for time but in most of the trail ultras it's not just the time it's uh, it's about enjoying the trails uh, enjoying the scenery True. having a good camaraderie with your fellow runners it's it's about the journey of the race itself so there are a lot of other challenges in ultra so your mentality also changes for most of the mid pack and the back of the pack runners Uh, they they tend to usually either uh, walk most of the uphills and uh, run most of the downhills and flats so what what uh, that translates is you don't have to train for 80% of the distance either a 50k or a 50 mile or a 100 mile you usually do more or less somewhere around 50 to 60% of the distance like sure. for a 100 mile you do one or two or three 50 mile to 100k distance for a 50 mile you do 2 to 4 50k distance sure main reasoning being you are not running the entire 50 miles or the entire 100 miles unless you are a elite runner you are running mostly in the range of 60 to 80% and there's a good portion of sections which you walk so your your ability to walk is amazingly uh, much longer than your ability to run so uh, you can dig into that uh, whenever uh, your running muscles are uh, tired sure which brings me to the you know the last uh, set of questions i have for you if you had uh, three things to advise a would be ultra runner what would they be from what i seen uh, i'm a very conservative runner so over the years i have taken uh, running from 5k to uh, ultra running uh, as a gradual uh, process so i would say be patient ramp up gradually from marathon to 50k to 50 miles over a period of 1 to 2 years Sure. Secondly, ultra running involves a lot of uh, time away from family uh, and a lot of training. So it would be easier to join community of runners with similar goals. Sure. Third one, select a race distance which uh, your life permits or you have to adjust other things in your life accordingly else it's easy to get carried away with running and uh, and then not do the other things in life with due diligence. Yeah I I think it's important that you know people understand that at even the elite level people do not have uh, normal family lives uh, in some cases largely because 
unlike you know what anil mentioned earlier they don't necessarily have the buy in of their families or despite the families knowing fully well what they are doing after a point in time if the family is not engaged on a regular basis the amount of time spent away from the family does create some discord right running is a amazingly addictive sport even though one would think that you know you're not harming uh, anyone you you can go as long as you want but at some point uh, that's taking a toll on the family and uh, it's coming at a cost i mean the time spent away from the uh, time spent in the training is a direct relation to the time you are uh, you could have spent with the family so the goals has to align with the with the family values and family uh, time as well okay and moving from uh, running an ultra generically and i say this with you know a uh, fair amount of assumption uh, i am myself not a regular ultra runner so assuming that the listener is a typical ultra runner uh, what does one need to do differently to run the western states and you know complete the 100 miler in particular but also perhaps the 50 miler because that is also fairly grueling by itself it's interesting you bought this uh, question separately 100 mile distance uh, is i think a couple of notches different from 50 mile distance mainly because you're running through the night most of the back of the pack and mid, uh, middle of the pack runners run through the night so that brings in additional challenges sleep deprivation is uh, is a big part of it three things i would say uh, would be to be- build a very strong running base have experience of a couple of uh, 50 mile runs before you attempt a uh, uh, western states uh, i would suggest having one uh, 100 mile running experience before trying a western states 100 uh, would be very uh, useful because 100 mile throws in lot of different challenges and uh, it would be prudent to not waste your chance at uh, western states because it's getting into western states it takes a lot of time nowadays uh, the chance of getting into western states is roughly 1 in 10 wow, so okay. you have to apply at least another you know 4 to 5 years before you get in on an average so to make the best chances of finishing western states i would say get experience of 100 mile race the other one is uh, western states even though it has a, a pretty significant uphill it's also is a significant downhill course uh, if you see the profile uh, there is a long uh, 22 to 25 mile downhill stretch between uh, uh, mile 40 to 62 that's almost and like an entire long run downhill <laughs> entire uh, marathon downhill yeah. and then there is a very long downhill between 62 to mile 80 so these two downhill they they take the juice out of your quads your quads are sore uh, sore is understatement it's it totally non existent i mean coming uh, at 62 miles uh, which is like you know beyond the 100k mark you have another 18 miles to run downhill yeah i can quite at least understand the amount of pain that one goes through so right it's very frustrating if uh, if the quads are short you have a very runnable surface but you can't take advantage of it because your quads are short you can hardly lift your leg sure and 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 you you're forced to walk so i i would suggest uh, train a um, lot of long hill stretches especially 6 to 8 mile long downhill stretches sure and uh, downhill repeats do a lot of uh, quad workouts uh, squat weight uh, squat based uh, squats based uh, uh, weight training one thing you know i didn't really uh, plan on but since you mentioned these uh, Uh, training issues uh, one of the things i was planning to ask was 
how is it that you recover when you uh, train for these races because all of us uh, even regular runners at even the marathon distances we invest a lot of effort in training for 16 to 18 weeks but i don't think people necessarily even give a thought to at least in a average recreational runner doesn't give as much thought to recovery right how long do you typically take time off from running or running say any distance over 3 4 miles after like a marathon or even like a 100 miler i mean whatever races you would run so you're talking about recovery between long runs or you're talking about no no after, after the race, race. post race post race post race uh, of course it usually depends upon uh, the race uh, race distance uh, if it's a 50 mile then i usually take off uh, for at least 2 weeks but sure. if it's a 100 mile i usually take off uh, four weeks take off in the sense i don't stop running but i i don't look at my watch i usually do just uh, a short 3 to 4 mile runs during weekdays just to keep uh, the fitness in place and uh, probably on the weekend do a easy uh, 8 to 10 mile runs uh, and not not worry about uh, time at all for the next four, four weeks and do you do any other form of training in addition to the running because you already mentioned for an ultra the time spent away from family is already significant so do you include time spent not running but still training for a marathon like strength work or other kinds of preparation you might do yeah i'm i'm a big proponent of uh, strength training i usually do uh, twice a week uh, a core workout uh, and strength training workout on a regular basis as well uh, if i can substitute uh, substitute runs with uh, uh, bike rides or uh, elliptical training or, or just a hike i would treat it as uh, one of the running days i would keep running uh, and take it as uh, as one of the training days and you use the amount of intensity of the training to kind of measure whether you are equally fatigued by the activity i mean how do you say that uh, it's a equal replacement for your running yeah mainly by the intensity of the workout i usually most of the time i train with a heart rate monitor so sure. uh, the i take uh, average heart rate of a particular workout as my intensity of a workout and associate that to the running intensity great thanks so much for all your response anil i just have one question for you now what's your next event and what distance are you running yeah next event is uh, a marathon that's in uh, sacramento called california international marathon uh, that's something uh, which myself and uh, uh, dharmendra are also uh, looking forward to So here I'm running mainly for a time goal hoping to uh, do a, a 310 uh, or marathon there and uh, hope to qualify for uh, Boston there. Yeah great Anil thank you so much for all your uh, frank and detailed responses we wish you a PR in Sacramento and we will probably revisit this you know sometime down the line thank you thank you Dharmendra bye This brings us to the end of the third episode. Thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you on your comments. If you're interested in supporting the show in some form, you can write to me at runalyzethis@gmail.com. That is r u n a l y z e t h i s at g m a i l dot com. This is a podcast for runners and by a runner. So I'd love to hear from you. Be it interesting facts about Indian runners. your experiences at global running events or just about anything you think is worth your featuring on the podcast wish you the best for your training and your races in the new year the music for this podcast has been composed by the talented ramya shankar 
If you'd like to listen to more of her work, visit www.ramyashanker.com. The blog for this podcast is at runalysethis.blogspot.com. Wish you a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year ahead. Until the next episode, goodbye. The information provided and opinions expressed on this show are based on the opinions and experiences of the participants. You should exercise due caution and consult your doctor before taking any action. Runalyze This assumes no responsibility for your actions based on listening to the show, which are assumed to be at your own risk. Yeah.